Welcome to Fly on the Wall. We are Tracy Gillette and Heather Maddox, and we met on Instagram. We both run successful real estate businesses in different markets in Washington State. Our mission is to bring real estate brokers together and have created a community called Collaboration Over Competition. Every other month, we host a traveling supper club where 10 brokers plus one lucky lender come together in conversation to level up our businesses and our industry over a fantastic meal. Supper Club is only three hours long, and the conversation is always cut short. This podcast is an opportunity for us to dive deeper with one of our dinner guests and for the rest of you to be a fly on the wall into the conversation. Hey, Heather. Hey, Tracy. How are you? I'm really good. The sun is shining. It makes me so happy. Love it. Have you had a good week? It's been a good week. Good. How's How's the market feeling for you? I feel like we're picking up. I feel like spring market, like we're in the thick of it. Same here. Bellingham's getting quick. Well, who's our guest this week? So I am so excited. Our guest this week is Danny Calido. Danny, we are so glad you were willing to join us and we can't wait to hear all about your journey as a solo broker and how you ultimately ended up on a team. We will get into all of that, but first, please tell us who you are, what market you work in, that type of thing. Hi, yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I am in the Bellingham market, but I'll work in Whatcom County, Skagit County. I'm a mom, so that plays a huge role in every aspect of my life. I have a four-year-old and I have an 11-year-old, and I actually got into real estate at possibly the most interesting and challenging time, but I passed my real estate test the day before we went into shelter in place for COVID. Wow. (laughs) That is (laughs) wild actually. Yep. So I, I passed my test. It was March. And then all of a sudden I had to homeschool my child and we didn't know what was going to be happening. So I didn't actually end up interviewing and committing to a brokerage until August, August of 2022. Yeah. Did you feel when that happened, did you feel sort of like this career was like a stressful way was being put on hold or were you like, okay, let's take a deep breath to kind of figure out where I'm headed? I was really taking it day by day. I really thought that this COVID thing was going to be over in like a month. So I was under that impression, okay, kids will go back to school and then it'll be summer and then I'll get into it. And then a few months went by and I really didn't know when this was going to end. Right. So then I started looking at different brokerages, doing my research and then interviewing with, I probably interviewed with most brokerages in in town before I made the commitment of settling with one. Awesome. And and where did you settle at that time? I went to the Mulyak group in Bellingham. Yes. And for those that don't know, I worked there in college. So I like love to hear that. I love that. And you were a solo agent at the time. I was, yeah. I didn't have the time capacity to even commit to a team at that time, right? Because I was homeschooling my children and trying to figure it out with a a two-year-old. I mean, she was only one and a half at the time. So I was just trying to figure it out as I went and without any real big expectations, honestly. It's interesting to me that you say that you didn't have the time capacity for a team because I've never explored teams at all, but 
when I think of a team in my mind, I think, oh, I could work less because I have a team, not like I can work less because I'm solo. I totally agree, Tracy. That was the exact first thing I thought was like, oh, wow. I would think you would join a team because you needed that support and perhaps you didn't have the time to be a solo agent. So that is fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, a lot of teams, I interviewed with a few teams at that time and there's a lot of commitment with a team because they are pouring so much into you. They expect you to pour back into them and be a part of the team. And if that's trainings or masterminds or accountability groups, there's a lot of commitment that does go with it. So I figured I would just wing it and do my best. And, you know, I've worked in business before I helped my husband start his business. So I had a lot of faith that I could do it. But I think like, probably most real estate agents, I went in a little bit naively of everything that it took to be successful in this business. For sure. And how long did you do that before you decided that maybe you wanted to make a change? Yeah, I did that for about six months. And then I wasn't getting the training or the experience that I wanted from the brokerage that I was at. And I think that had a lot to do with COVID. Like nobody was in the office. Yeah. Um, so I, I was going into the office and there really wasn't many people there. So connecting with people, um, other professionals, it wasn't how I thought it would be. Um, so I started looking at other brokerages and that's when I made the switch over to EXP because the person that I was signing up to EXP with was a mentor and a huge support for me. And that's really, really what I needed. And I wasn't getting that at my other brokerage. Got it. Yeah. And were you kind of recruited or you went out kind of looking for to find a team? It was somebody who I interviewed in the very beginning, but I didn't feel like I was going to get that support. Uh Um, So that's why I went with the brick and mortar brokerage. Um, And then you know, had conversations with her again and ended up switching over to EXP and she became a mentor to me and gave me just a ton of support and help. And then I also interviewed with a team. It's a team that I'm on right now. And I realized how much of a commitment was needed, but I was still like hybrid learning with my son and taking care of my two-year-old daughter. So again, it wasn't the commitment I was able to give. And that's why I stayed solo for a little bit longer So I I stayed solo. And then when my daughter went to preschool and that was the beginning of the school year, that's when I made like the full jump in to the team and could make that full commitment. As you keep talking about how it's structured, I just got to know how it's structured. So (laughs) tell us what, tell us what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And the team laid it out. Like, this is what we need for you. It was an interview to see if I would be a good fit for them. You know, just like any job interview, if I would be a good fit for them and if they would be a good fit for me. And so we do a weekly accountability meeting. So that's every Monday morning. We have an in-house lender. Our lender comes and talks to us about what's going on in lending. Um, we do tracking of our conversations and our appointments and that's all laid out on Monday. We go around and talk about that. So we'll do role playing and then we'll do a mastermind. And the mastermind is so cool. It's kind of reminds me of your guys' supper club, but we do it every single week and a different agent leads it every week. And we just talk about the challenges that we're having in our business. And then everybody chimes in and we brainstorm and we help each other get through those challenges. And then, um, 
Yeah, it's really great. We just started that recently. Um, and then on Thursdays, we do trainings, which is what I needed the most. Nobody was teaching me how to do a listing appointment or a buyer's consultation or any of that stuff. So that was a big, huge reason for joining the team. So those are and the activities that you're doing as a part of the team, but also tell me yep. like, what, like, what was your role? What were you hired as? Yeah. Buyer's agent. Just an agent. So I would say what makes my team a little bit different is they're teaching us to fish. They're not just throwing us the fish. They're not just giving us the leads. Like we don't have just a designated buyer's agent. They're really wanting us to be successful and be able to figure out how to get leads on our own and how to build our business. But there's just a ton of support and infrastructure. How many brokers are on your team? There are eight, eight full-time agents and they don't do part-time. Who's in charge? Uh, I would say we have a couple people in charge, but our team lead is Tim, Tim Cornwell. And then his daughter, Sarah, is our managing broker. And then we also have an operations director. And then we have a transaction coordinator. So that's kind of the administrative staff. So all eight agents, am I understanding that all eight, eight agents are essentially serving the same function and running their own business? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're not supporting each other. You're learning from each other, collaborating with each other. Um, it's almost like a micro brokerage, if I'm understanding, right? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. do you, I would assume because you already have each other, you're trained the same, you're talking about challenges, like when you need help in your business, like working with clients, if you're out of town or just can't show everybody that needs to be seen a house, you're able to ask for help in a way that is probably different than a solo broker that doesn't yeah, have those relationships. Absolutely. It makes me feel like I can go on vacation and I have a whole team of people that have my back. And not only do they have my back, but they really genuinely want to see me win so we'll open doors for each other. We'll sit at inspections at each other. And there's normally no compensation for that. We're just doing each other favors because we're on the team together. Mm -hmm. um, and I did grow up, you know, heavily playing soccer and being in teams. So it's just something I really enjoy. And almost I feel like I need that um, camaraderie, accountability, motivation. EXP is your umbrella, right? They're, they're your brokerage. So EXP has set it up. So if you're just a solo agent, you have a different cap and a different split. If you're on a team, your cap is half of that and your split's lower. And then now they have these mega teams where I think if you have like 20 or more people on a team, then your split and cap is even lower. And then your team is that also paying out to EXP. So I think that that's why they make it so much lower for the broker, for the agent. Is your productivity, does it benefit other team members or just the team lead? Do you sort of share in each other's uh, compensation or success? No. Okay. Nope. 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 That just goes to the team lead. And, you know, he's paying for our office space and there is a lot that we get, you know, when we have a listing, they sure. provide the signs, the the photography, the marketing, that sort of stuff. They're covering your overhead, essentially. Yeah. Your split is 50% of what he pays to someone, to, to EXP. You pay him 50%. 
And then he covers all your expenses, gives you an office, gives you support, TC. Mm-hmm. And other than that, you operate no different like than me. Pretty much. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I mean, we do get some leads like if, okay. So if we get a lead from the team, then our split is a little bit more 50, 50. But if I bring in my own lead, which is most of the time, actually the split is lower. Mm -hmm. And then the more volume that I sell just completely over my career, the split keeps on going down because one, they want to retain agents on our team. They want us to stay. And then two, we need less help, right? As we're selling more, we don't have as many questions. We don't need as much help. So that split goes down the more that we produce. That's actually fascinating because Heather and I talk a lot about how the standard brokerage model that has existed for a long time, Mm -hmm. this doesn't really seem to be a lucrative business because- you're supporting agents, new agents at a really high level, right? Because Mm -hmm. they have to learn, but then as they grow, they need a different type of support because they just can't do everything themselves anymore. So then you're providing additional support in that way. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, there's probably some sort of sweet spot where the agent just like knows enough that they barely ask questions anymore. They have their support in place. And so they don't take up as much time from you as Mm -hmm. a managing broker or even a team lead, but then you're not getting any more as the brokerage owner. If their productivity increases, like you've Mm -hmm. created this beautiful blooming flower, (laughs) right? But Mm -hmm. you, you're not reaping. You don't make more if you have if you have a rainmaker in your office, you don't make more money. You make the same money as if you have someone who just walked in the door yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it's those people in my office that are producing at a higher level, they pour into the people that aren't. So I think it becomes more than just compensation at that, pa- at that point. It, it's like our team culture and we don't, mm-hmm. we're not just a bunch of new agents out here. Like we do have experienced agents. So we can all learn a lot from each other. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's also the value that he gets out of those, you know, agents producing more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the sustainability part on the flip side, the piece of the conversation that I didn't totally finish there is that you've worked so hard to cultivate this broker to be successful, right? Air quotes, Mm -hmm. successful. And then they're like, hey, I'm not happy anymore. Grass is greener on the other side. I'm going to leave, right? Yeah. They, they're like, I'm going to jump ship and go to a different brokerage. Well, what you were talking about, employee retention or broker retention, your split mm-hmm. as a broker goes down or your cap, right? Goes down mm-hmm. as you produce more. That's brilliant because it would make me want to stay and it's rewarding the long-term broker for their success and their hard work and keeping them a financial incentive to wanting to stay at the broker. Yeah, definitely. And I did interview with other teams and I did not find another team that was um, Hmm. doing it like this. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Heather and I know nothing about teams, but it, it sounds, it sounds interesting for sure. To Another question I have is, are you, your name's on your contract, right there it, or are you all writing under Tim? 
No, our name is on our contract. Again, I've interviewed at other brokerages and or teams, and that was part of it. Every listing you had, that team lead was going to be on there. But I think that Tim really wants to see us all succeed. I think it's just more than, you know, that compensation factor at a certain point. It's just kind of at the core who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's our culture. It's our team culture at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. When you like looking back at the beginning of your career, do you wish you had just jumped into a team? Do you feel like, you know, the route that got you there is the best way? I do think everything happens for a reason. And I do think I took a lot of good experiences out of that. Like the first brokerage that I was at, they trained me fantastic on contracts. Like I felt Mm -hmm. I left there feeling so great and so confident in contracts and making those connections with those guys. But I don't know if it was COVID or, or what it really was, but I did feel like the first place that I was at without the training and Mm -hmm. support and the really high split and the very, very high cap, it was almost being like set up for failure. If I, for me personally, right. It, It worked for other people, but for me, it just, it wasn't working. I needed more support, accountability. Um, so I think if you are the kind of person who is coming into real estate and doesn't have a big budget, I didn't realize how much money it costs to be in this business. Again, that was another naive thing coming into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that team can be a great thing because, you know, after that year and a half of trying to figure it out, like my budget that I had saved up trying to figure it out was almost gone. Right. So at that point I needed, needed support and help. Yeah. I've heard you say that, in a way, like your, your upfront overhead is less. I've heard you say Mm -hmm. that you have more support and encouragement. And I've also heard you say that you have more training where you're at now. What other reasons would someone want to explore a team or what type of person or where, where at in someone's journey in real estate, who should consider teams? Great question. I think that Another great aspect of the team is we do get coaching. Okay. So I would say somebody that would benefit from joining a team is a new agent, right? That would be one person who would definitely benefit because you're not having to pay for all of that stuff. You're not having to pay for your overhead. So a new agent and maybe someone who's just feeling stuck and lonely in their business and Mm -hmm. doesn't have a group of people. Like, I think it's wonderful what you two have done being independent agents and kind of creating this group to bounce ideas off of and, and mastermind. Um, so somebody who is feeling stuck and needing some support and it's either like, I'm going to quit the business or I need something else. Mm -hmm. Those two people. Yeah. How, how, what percentage of your business is leads that you get from your team and versus like your own sphere and and your own referral based, whatever, or leads. Yeah. So for me, I didn't come in totally brand new. I had put a ton of time, work, effort into my business. And I would say just probably 10% of my business now comes from the team leads. Oh, wow. And then the rest is mine. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. And can you, so let's say that I'm another agent on your team and I don't have as much of my own business, can I opt to work more of the leads from the team or are they distributed evenly? 
You can absolutely opt. I mean, there's people on our team who have been there for a while and they really just want to work referral now. So we don't want those internet leads. So yeah, internet leads are going to the people who really, really want them. People Mm -hmm. who don't want them and don't want to work anymore because they're hard, right? Um, It's more than just hard. It's this huge commitment that goes into it, into the internet leads. So however you want to run your business, there's support for that. Okay. Yeah. And do you see yourself on a team forever? Like, is this kind of your jam? That's a great question too. I am very much the kind of person that like lives in this moment as much as I, you know, we set goals, three, five, 10 year goals. I don't know because in the beginning, I didn't even think I was going to be on a team. I was mm-hmm. like, I am, you know, woman, hear me roar. I'm going to do this and I yeah. don't need help. And this is a humbling business. So to kind of get my butt kicked a little bit a, a couple of times and then humble and say, okay, I need some help. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I do think that I love camaraderie. So I think if I weren't on this team, I would need like a group of my own, right? I would need something mm-hmm. with an assistant or just something where there is a group. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you think that a team helps or makes the mom side of your life easier and able to balance being a mom and a full-time realtor easier? I do. Yes. 100%. Yeah, I do. There. I can just be real and honest with everybody. And if my kid is sick, I can't be there. You know, they're not paying me a salary. So again, it is my business. If I am showing up and or not showing up, that's 100% on all on me, but I have more support. So if I want to go to my kids like basketball game and I can't do this open house, somebody's going to do that for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot more support, more people that I can call on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it just, it feels less, oh, I'm sorry. It just feels less lonely. You know, I think both of you you could probably understand being a mom, especially of little kids running your own business. It can almost feel like people just don't understand and a little bit lonely. So to have a group of people that you could vent to sometimes or, oh, they're going through this. I've gone through that. There's just that camaraderie. For sure. Yeah. I was thinking about this this morning, just like on the mom topic, how so many people get into real estate because of the flexibility and thinking that they can mom and, you know, do this job at a high rate. And this morning, my middle was really sick and I had to do so much shuffle, so stressful. And it was like, man, I, I have, I literally work the job that people think that this part comes easy and it is so hard. It's one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, of our job. My son this morning on the way to school said to me, mommy, is there ever a day that you don't work? Mm. No. And I was like, not really, buddy. Like even on my days off, there's, you know, questions I have to answer, but you know, there's, there are plenty of days where I don't see a client and I don't touch my computer but I'm always kind of helping people along through their, their journey. And he was like, he's like, okay, well, is there a way on one of those days that we can just play? 
Oh man. Oh. Dagger in the heart. Dagger oh. in the and heart. And I was like, yes, what do you want to play? And he's like, I'm still working on that. <laughs> oh. But I was like, yeah, okay. Because- I hear you loud and clear. I'm clearly not being playful enough when I'm around you. It's mm-hmm. just yep. like the mom logistics stuff that I have time for right now. And he's wanting more than that. So it's time to prioritize. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough. That's really cool that he could express that to you though. Yes, I agree for sure. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much for joining us, Danny, and for giving us a peek into team life. I think it's absolutely fascinating. My wheels are like spinning a little bit. They so. are. I think you're going to get some phone calls after this conversation from people just wanting to know more floor and no more. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And my door is totally open. If anyone wants to reach out, call, message me, ask me about it. I'd be more than happy. What's Thank your, you. what's your Instagram handle for people who want to follow you? Oh, it's very easy. It's Danny, D-A-N-I underscore Colito, C-O-L-I-T-O. Perfect. Yep. Well, awesome. Thank you so for much. And uh, we look forward to watching your journey. I'm Heather Maddox and I'm Tracy Gillette and this has been a fly on the wall. On the next episode we chat with Whitney Choker, a lender from People's Bank. Whitney shares with us how her bank is unique and all about what we call special or unusual loans. Our stand-up comedy show with the Real Estate Roaster is this week on Friday June 2nd. There's still a few tickets left so hop on over to the website to purchase. You don't want to have FOMO.